Hello everybody, this is Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority uh, with another Healing Matters. Sorry, i got to fix my camera here. And those on podcast, you can't see me, so you don't care. <laughs> so this is Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority. You can find me on YouTube. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Jason Eagle QRA, um, all of the platforms. And even on Patreon, if you want to support me and help me, you can go on to Patreon and give me a little bit of money there and or just even support and uh, you can get uh, uh, early content. And today we are talking about poor circulation. We hear this a lot. I, I see it a lot. Um, I've actually had poor circulation certain times in my life. What is poor circulation? It's cold hands and feet. Um, off, uh, basically, the feelings of cold or numbness in the legs or hands and feet. Legs feel heavy. Sometimes they turn bluish in color. Uh, they can turn blue easily. Um, even when a person's body may be warm. I've known people uh, that have been in the middle of summertime where it's 80 to 100 degrees out and you feel their hands and feet and they're cold, um, which doesn't even make sense at all because the body temperature, and you can actually put temperature gauges on that. You can find that it's below ambient temperature, meaning it should be at least the temperature of the air around you. How can it be lower? And especially your body temperature is 98.6. And so you put a temperature gauge inside a person's mouth and um, you can find that it's 98.6 or maybe a little bit low, but then their hands and feet are, are eight, 80s or, or whatever, like I said, below ambient temperature. That doesn't even make sense. It does make sense uh, when you're talking about another factor, which is called electromagnetics. So I'll describe this a little bit later too, because there's a lot of different things that it can be. I forgot to put that on my notes here. And that's mud packs. Okay. Uh, let me describe something to you with, let me just kind of follow that line of thinking is, you know, circulation we're talking about has to do with your adrenals, has to do with your blood flow and all this other stuff. But when you get to electromagnetics, you are electromagnetic. Your brain is connecting to everything through this electrical field. And your body, if you see what your body is, is your body's like this electromagnetic field, kind of like electromagnetic field bubble, which is the same thing as like a magnet, okay? If you take two magnets and you hold them together, and you basically have a North Pole and a South Pole and they connect together, you can feel that they start to pull. But let's say you switch it and so that you have a North and a North together or a South and a South together, try and push them together and you'll feel they resist each other. Now close your eyes and say, okay, now tell me when you're touching the magnets and when you're putting a North and a North and a South and a South together, you'll feel it touching something without even touching. And what it's touching, and it's like it's a push because if you were to see the invisible field, the invisible field is bigger than the actual thing itself. Just like when we they show pictures of the planet Earth with the North Pole and South Pole, which looks like these, what's called the field lines of energy. If you were to make visible what those magnetic fields are, it looks like these field lines. It kind of looks like a like a, a, almost like a, I wouldn't call it like a web, but like a wire cage. And these lines are forces, but they're invisible. Okay. They're not visible, but they're, they're, they're visible or detectable by, because you can feel them. And another thing that you can do, which is you can take a magnet. Okay. 
and put it underneath, let's say, a piece of paper, okay, so that you can't see it. But then put some metal shavings on top of that, and you'll see that the metal shavings, if you put the metal shavings on top of a piece of paper with no magnet, it just kind of scatters all over like shaking salt on it, right? It's, it's haphazard, it's chaotic, it doesn't form any shape whatsoever. You put a magnet underneath it and immediately you'll see it goes jink and it, it, it makes these lines. And you can see, and as you move it around, you can see the lines move. Why? Because the lines are fall, or the, 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 the metal shavings are falling into these, what's called the field lines. What has that got to do with your cold hands and feet? Well, if electricity, okay, when you are, for instance, let's say you get your, your, um, whatchamacallit, uh, your, your plug a cord into the, say, let's say the vacuum cleaner, okay? You ever notice this when you plug the vacuum cleaner into the wall, right? And you vacuum for a while and then you go, or let's say you plug your phone into the charger, you touch the charger, you touch the wire, the wire can be hot, okay? Now there's also a phenomenon where it, the wire can be cold. Electricity can make cold. When people say they feel ghosts or something like that, it gets really cold. That's another part of what's called charge distribution. Um, so electricity can be hot and plasma electricity can be cold, actually very cold. And so, and, and it has to do with the positive and negative polarity. So. What does that mean is one of the aspects of when you get poor circulation, those cold hands and feet, especially when it's not even the temperature of the outside air around you, is because your charge is off. You are ungrounded. Your electromagnetic field is not fully connected and you're getting this. Whereas when it's fully connected, your hands and feet feel warm. When you feel a person that's really connected, their hands feel warm. Like a lot of people tell me because I'm a massage therapist and because I'm a healer and because I've worked on this and I've done my mud packs and I've done my circulation, they touch my hands and feet. And they, especially when I'm working, when I'm working on people, it's like my hands are hot. Like Mr. Like Mr. Miyagi would do like in basically in, in the, you know, the karate kid rub his hands together, but it wasn't rubbing the friction. Then he would put it on, you know, whatever his name's arm. And it's like, oh, wow, that's really hot because you're building up a charge. Not only, and it's higher than actually my body temperature, almost like fever temperature because of sending energy. So when we're talking about energy, energy can change the temperature. So long story short, that's one of the things that's broken that uh, you can get fixed uh, and, by coming to see me, you can get the mud packs. And many times, mud packing the hands, which are called, the hands and feet are called the downloads, which is, if they're off, yes, they're gonna be constantly cold. And I've had people, when I'm gonna get into the different supplements and different things that should work to make your hands and feet warm, but with your downloads being off, that doesn't even work. So it's one of these missing things that, uh, you know, a lot of people in natural health and even, you know, a standard medical model, which is, you know, how do we treat that? And if you treat it with all the things that should work and it st still doesn't work, then that means it's your electromagnetic field. Your electromagnetic field is not fully connected. You're not grounded and it's literally pulling charge away and it's going towards the center of your body. And it's also, this is very common with a, a, a person. Let's say you have a person that has perfect circulation. Their hands and feet are warm all the time. They're perfect, but they get into a car accident or they, have a, uh, they get into a fight or they get scared 
or, you know, these types of things. A psycho-emotional thing can do that, which is, it's part of the survival, what they call shock. You know, that's why, you know, the paramedics say when you have a person, even if it's 100 degrees out weather, you have a person that's in an accident, and like in a car accident or something like that, and they are shivering, they're in shock. Put a blanket on them because their body gets very, very cold, even when the hot temperature is around them. And even worse, if it's cold out there because they can get hypothermia because what happens is, is your body, because of survival mechanism, fight or flights, uh, the, the fight or flight type of thing inside the body is the body rushes blood and stores blood towards the internal organs, your heart, your brain, your guts, your lungs. And it takes that, robs Peter to pay Paul, and it takes the energy, the energy, literally, that's why the hands get cold. So the energy, your, your field, instead of being big, your field collapses and you essentially like an energetic field, roll up into like that little pill bug because you're protecting yourself. That's part of the shock mechanism. So you can have people that are going through life, meaning they're just at work, right? And yet they're in shock because of people's uh, immune systems, people's psycho-emotional, people that have gone through uh, a lot of trauma in the past, people that still are going through trauma or hiding it and they're, they are working well, but they're always this hot or, you know, this cold type of thing because they are panicked. And, you know, that's a completely different thing, but that's part of it. And so it's when you're looking for the clues of what could this be. So now let's get into the real classic stuff of what it really gets. You know, often linked to adrenal kidney dysfunction, also linked to nutritional deficiencies, low pH, which is deficient minerals, toxic liver, gallbladder, intestinal infection, which would be the backup of waste products into the body. You're not pooping enough. It's basically you're holding on to a lot of stuff. Um, heavy metal exposure toxicity, which would, you know, the top ones would be old dental stuff, old dental fillings, uh, infection, basically, you know, uh, you've got cavities, um, or you've got, uh, underneath an old filling, there is stuff that's working and it can kill a tooth. So people go, I don't have any dental problems because I don't have any pain. You can have dental infection that has killed the root or you're not sensitive to it and you won't feel pain whatsoever. Don't always have to feel pain with dental problems, okay? So that's just one of the other things that go towards that, you know, cold hands and feet. Arterial infection, it's arterial infection. When they talk about like the, um, basically when you get clogged arteries, that's arterial infection. That's infection because what's making the blockages or even what they call the swellings, um, uh, is because you have inflammation inside your blood vessels, especially your arteries. Anything that's inflammation, inflammation is a response to damage, infection. Infection is a damage, okay? So there's something infection, into, and particularly what's called nanobacterial infection, which gets in through the mouth, is also through the guts. Sinuses are a really big trajectory of how it gets in there. Um, nanobacteria infection is kind of all over the place. Nanobacteria infection also comes from low minerals. When you don't have enough minerals, your immune system can't fight stuff and you basically become micro-infected and then that starts to get into your bloodstream and your bloodstream can become infected. Even your red blood cells are infected. That's where it starts is the red blood cells. I'll get to how do we treat this, okay?
Um, arterial infection and lack of exercise. The couch potato, if you don't move it enough, your body just basically, you know, just won't send the blood flow to that. And the hands and feet are because you're just not moving around enough. And sometimes too, not moving around the couch potato type of thing, okay? It's related to part of how humans have always been when you would talk about what you would call, um, oh, like evolution. And I'm not talking about evolution in terms of, you know, coming from monkey. I'm talking about, and I talked about this last time, when you talk about evolution, you talk about how people have changed over time, okay? If you go back 200 years ago, 1,000 years ago, nobody watched TV, okay? Nobody looked at a screen. So that's what I'm talking about, evolution. Nobody, you go back 1,000 years ago and almost nobody, unless you were a scribe or something like that, you didn't sit down writing. You go back to, you know, 300 years ago, no one was typing, okay? So evolution, and what were they doing? They were out in the field, they were walking. You go back 1,000 years ago, nobody rode in a car. So what's different? What have we evolved into? We've evolved into more sedentary. We don't, when we have people that work for us and machines that do for us, which allows a lot of people, especially in modern, you know, Netflix type of Amazon type of thing, is just people don't do crap. There's a lot of people who don't do anything. And if you go back to, so for instance, that lack of exercise, but I'm getting into this, which is what it triggers. Now, there were people a thousand years ago, 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, if you were laying down like you would be watching TV, watching your Netflix, the only time you would do that is when you were sick, right? When you were sick and you were recovering or you were an invalid or you were injured. So just by being in those positions, the body's evolutionary memory, our cells remember what we used to be, uh, what we used to eat, how we used to behave, and those things are triggered. And so the fight or flight mechanism, and again, when you were laying down healing because you couldn't get out of bed because you were too sick, your body then kicked in the healing phase, but it also kicked in the survival mechanisms of the fight or flight, which is more kind of adrenal rush, which is more panic type of stuff. You shut down critical systems. You shut down the stuff to the arms and legs because if you're not going to need it, we're going to use it for the core. We're going to use it to keep the thing because you can live without your arms and legs, literally, right? Because someone can always feed you and you can always figure out and people can, you know, basically worm their way around with arms and legs. And so, but you can't live without a heart. You can't live without lungs. You can't live without a brain, okay? So the body puts energy into those things based upon how it sees it's moving or not moving. So one of the bad things about not moving and not exercise is you're triggering this fight or flight mechanism, which says, well, if you ain't gonna use it, we'll shut it down. And then when you go to use it, it's not there to be used, okay? That's a neurologic thing, that's a behavioral thing. And again, modern man sitting down and being you know, again, we're too rich to farm our own stuff. We're, you know, we have people do that for us. You snooze, you lose, you lose it. If you don't use it, you will lose it. Well, we'll have somebody else do that. Well, they're healthy and you're not, right? And we die of the king's diseases, sitting around going, who will have this done for me? 
you know, let it be done. And then, you know, you die of a heart attack because you don't use it and your hands are cold and you have to be fully dressed all the time and have people take care of you. That's what happens. And part of it is, is like I said, is the neurologic process goes, oh, we're sitting down with the remote all the time. We must be sick. We must be dying. We must, you know, basically someone's at, out to kill us. Something's out to kill us. And so it goes into a panic and it just doubled down on that. Okay. Now let's go into what are some of the things is number one, we talked about kidney and adrenal. So your kidney is also cardiovascular. What we call cardiopulmonary, your heart and your blood arteries. So your heart pumps your blood. It pumps the oxygenated blood out to your cells, and then it pulls back the unoxygenated, the empty garbage cans back. Now, where does it get oxygen? It get oxygen from your lungs. So the cardiopulmonary means your lungs is your heart and your heart is your lungs. They're inextricably linked. You breathe, <sighs> eat, breathe in, breathe out. Well, that <gasps> breath goes into your blood has to be pumped into these red blood cells. And then the carbon dioxide, which is, that's the waste product, has to be sucked. That's why your veins are blue. Blue blood is because that's blood that has no oxygen in it. Red blood has oxygen, okay? So there's red and the blue, okay? Fighting against each other, but they're not fighting against each other. This world that we're in, talking politics right now, is divided against, are you, are you against your, are the arteries against the veins? Are the veins against the arteries? No, stupid. They are together. They work together. This one does this job. This one does this job. So do my little kind of soapbox here, like get over being against each other and divided. That's a body. A body is, that's divided against itself is going to die. And it's false because the body's living. And so red and blue are mixed together and they are separated. You can't mix them together. And yes, when you mix them together, you get purple, but they're not mixed together. They are separate. They do their job and they're respected for their job to do what they're so upset. Okay. So, but let me get to this other thing. The kidney is the heart too. Now the kidney is where we get urine from. The kidney is a filter, but if you see how the heart works, the heart, which is connects to the heart, which is as the blood comes out of the heart, it goes to the abdominal aorta, which is this great big, huge, huge pipe. The very first thing that it goes to is it goes to its kidney. Now think about yourself as a machine. If you don't know machines, if you don't know cars very well, I'm going to tell you, you do know your car because you better get your oil changed, right? And when they change your oil, they change the filter. They don't put a dirty filter and leave a dirty filter in with because you're just going to repollute itself. So the oil is what lubricates. And then there's the fuel, which is you fill up the gas tank and then the fuel goes into the cylinders. Okay. So there's these fluids that are essential for the running of a machine. Okay. The, these, both of these have a filter. They have a pump. There is an oil pump and a fuel pump. So the, the, the oil pump is the heart and the fuel pump. Think about as that as a pump. The first thing it goes to, it doesn't go to the machine. It goes through the filter first, then to the machine because there's little particles that uh, basically little chips that come off your engine and, and stuff, be, you know, oil can become like form globs and clots and stuff like that. Same thing with your blood filter. You can form clots and stuff like that. So the kidney is there 
to pull these junk things out, these particles, so that it doesn't circulate in the system. Because, you know, when people get, let's say, kidney stones, the kidney stones, when you, like people saying, when they're passing a kidney stone, it's rough. It scrapes through you. And a lot of times when people are passing a kidney stone, they're peeing blood because it's literally shards of glass that they're scraping through. So if these little shards of glass of little metabolite things are basically little crystals are circulating through your bloodstream, they're going to scrape your veins and arteries and you're going to bleed to death on the inside. So the kidneys are the most important thing in the body for the cardiovascular system. The cardiovascular system, like this cardiopulmonary renal system is all connected. It's all part of the same thing. The pump of the heart is what drives it, but it's not it. So a lot of times when people get high blood pressure and heart problems, trace it to where it comes from is the kidneys. If the kidneys are jammed up, filling up with sand and stone, then that causes back pressure, meaning the heart has to pump harder because it has to push through these kidneys, okay? So kidneys are definitely your bloodstream and that's affecting. So if the kidneys are tight and jamming up, then you can't get enough pressure to get the blood flow out to your hands and in particular to your feet because your feet is the furthest place away from the heart. And if there's not enough pressure to get there because the kidneys are jamming up, then that's why your hands and feet are cold, feet in particular. Now, adrenals are another thing because the adrenals, now the adrenals, the kidneys look like kidney beans. They're in your back, right inside your body, in your back. You got two of them, right? You also got two adrenal glands. Adrenal glands look like little peanuts that sit on top of the kidneys. Now, what is adrenaline? Adrenaline is a hormone, and you know what adrenaline is when a loud noise go off and you go, and suddenly your heart goes, bup, 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 bup. that's adrenaline. Now, adrenaline is not just this thing that's used as an emergency thing. Adrenaline is used for everything. In particular, if you're sitting down or you're bending over to tie your shoes and you stand up and you go, oh, a little bit dizzy, that's because the adrenals are not working properly. Because what the adrenals are supposed to do is when you bring your head up from a sitting position, all the blood wants to flow out of it. And you say, well, my heart is supposed to be, there's not enough, if your heart is only beating 50 beats a minute, right? You're in between beats and you gotta wait. And so if the brain drains of blood, there's gotta be something other than the heart to pump it up there because the heart's, unless you're having a little hummingbird heart, bump, 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 there's not enough time. Because if you lift your head up quickly, you're, you know, you're in between beats. So what keeps the blood in the head is the adrenals. Your body senses that and you have a little gush of adrenaline. And the adrenaline, what it does is it does, it runs the blood, it runs everything, but in particular in that one with the dizzy head stuff, what it does is it causes a signal for your muscles inside your neck to slightly tighten. Because what it does is it actually tightens it off and it holds some blood because there's stored oxygen inside the bloodstream. So basically your brain holds its breath until it can catch up. And then, so when a person goes from standing to sitting or tying their shoes and stands up and they get dizzy, it's because the adrenaline is low and there's, it's not, your brain is not holding its breath. It's not holding it and holding the oxygen in it. That's through the muscles, but it's really the adrenals that do that. So, but this is the other thing, is the if the adrenals are low, the adrenals are not working, it also won't 
increase the pressure out to the little veins and arteries to send blood pressure or blood flow into the fingers and into the feet because the heart pumps there. But also you have to understand your veins and arteries pump too. They have muscles and these muscles is literally, it squeezes it out and it's this kind of like, it's an undulation. So the heart has a wave. Basically when you feel your pulse at your, at your wrist, you'll feel it in your heart and then later you'll feel it there. But it's not just the heart that actually sends it. In fact, if you understand Victor Schauberger, who did all this research on dynamics of fluid dynamics, okay, it's a spin. And in fact, our heart is not a pump, it's a slipknot. It's a slipknot in it, because you have four chambers. And even the direction of the heart, it is a spin. And then when you look at the inside of your veins and arteries, is they're rifled, okay? What does that mean? When you have a bullet that goes down a rifle, if you don't have rifling and the bullet goes out, like throwing a football, why is a football that shape? Because it's designed to come off your fingers and spin. Because when it spins, it actually stays true. And actually the spin makes it go faster. So, and it basically spins through the water and the water. So your veins and arteries are designed to spin the fluid, which actually pumps itself without all of the pump. Plus there's this contraction and relaxation of where actually the veins and arteries pump themselves too. It's not just the heart. So, but what runs all of these muscles, number one, your brain runs all these muscles, but also what regulates this and tells you if you're starting to get cold, if it's colder out, what makes you send blood flow to your hands and feet? It's your adrenals, okay? And there are signals that it picks up on. This is an old Indian trick, which is the Indians would say, well, how do I, how do the Indians go out there with moccasins on and not wear gloves? What they would do is they would actually take some snow in their hands and rub it on their hands and get their hands cold. And then that would send the signal to the brain for the brain to say, oh, guess what? You need to send more blood flow to that. And then their hands would get hot because it wasn't the body temperature of the outside. It wasn't the gloves that were protecting it. They sent a signal to their adrenals to trigger their adrenals to go shock their system and then their system because they had good cardiovascular system, then their system then responded, okay? So it is your kidneys, it is your adrenals, it is your blood, it is the blood flow, it is the muscles, okay? All of these things go together. So let's talk about how do you fix it. If you have poor blood flow, getting this cold hands and feet, number one, because it's the kidneys, what do the kidneys need? Because the kidneys form urine. If you're dehydrated, your kidneys start to get too tight and your blood gets too thick because the blood also has some water in it too. And if your blood is too thick, then your kidneys start to jam up. So number one thing about kidneys and adrenals is you need to drink more water. Distilled water with a little bit of salt is great because if you've got some kidney problems, that helps to clean the kidneys out. Okay. Uh, good spring water, stop drinking tap water that has, you know, uh, any kind of, um, you know, fluoride and other crap in it. And if you do get a good filter, but you know, get good water. Um, 
spring water is even best, like this water that we're moving to is we've got a spring at the bottom of the property down in Tennessee and and it's so clean you can drink right out of it, just like back in the olden days. I did it. It's awesome. It's amazing. I'm going to bottle that water up and drink it every day. That's awesome. Just right out of the ground. Okay. Um, so your kidneys and your blood needs water. You need to stay hydrated. And one of the secrets of, you know, whatever water you drink, add a little bit of minerals to it, especially sea salt. Just a pinch of sea salt in your water. And on a molecular basis is if you look at water that doesn't have any salt in it, you want that salt, or I'm sorry, you want that water molecule and H2O looks like a Mickey Mouse. You want the Mickey Mouse to go into your cells, which kind of look like basically bubbles or water balloons, right? A water balloon. So how does water get in through the skin of the water balloon? It has to permeate through. And if it's just plain water, some gets in, okay? One water molecule, one Mickey Mouse at a time. But if you have a sodium chloride, especially good sea salt, like a Mediterranean sea salt that has had the sun shining on it, a salt molecule then grabs onto six water molecules and makes a bubble around it. And when it comes up to the cell, the cell really wants the salt in it, but because it has chaperones of six water molecules, it says, well, then bring your friends in with you because the salt says, I ain't coming in without these. I'm locked onto these water molecules. So it tricks the cell into actually pulling more water into it. Now, sometimes the the cells can have too much water in it because people can be, let's say, retaining fluid and you got too much water in the water bags, right? So what balances that? Salt does the opposite. If there's too much water in that, the salt will go to that water molecule, or I'm sorry, the cell, and pull some of the extra water molecules because it automatically, through what's called osmosis, it reaches a perfect balance. So don't be afraid of salt. Salt is your best friend, and salt will protect your kidneys and your adrenals and make sure your blood is well hydrated. The other thing that the kidneys need is the kidneys need oil. What oil? Does it need canola oil? No. It needs olive oil. It needs coconut oil. It needs grass-fed butter. It needs fish oil. It needs walnuts. It needs, you know, uh, these good um, natural oils. These natural living oils are a thing that also helps to rejuvenate. Think about your, your kidneys as like a leather shoe or like a leather ball glove is if you your leather ball glove gets too dry, it will crack, okay? So the leather ball glove, you know, when you're playing baseball, you need to oil it and oil that, and oil keeps that, that kidney nice and supple, okay? Then when we get into some of the deeper stuff, what cleans the kidneys out? Renovin, Premier Research Labs makes this great product called Renovin. What is good for the adrenals? So you have to think about the kidneys and the adrenals as actually the same organs. They're separate systems, but they're connected together, so they really are one organ. So the kidneys are the adrenals. Adrenovin, Premier Research makes that. That's a really good one. It makes a uh, standard process, makes another one called Drenamin, which actually provides some adrenal glands, some dried adrenal glands from, I think it's from cow or whatever. Some people go, oh, that's gross. No, you got to understand our, our ethnic or, or, you know, our, our evolutionary is, is you eat an animal, if you got a problem with that body part, you were designed to eat that. Now you can eat the vegetable. Where did the animal make those body parts? They made it from the fruits and vegetables and stuff that they eat. 
But there is a whole science of the quicker way to get, instead of taking it from the plants to then turn it into that organ, the animal already turned those plants into that organ. And like a stem cell replacement, you have to think about animal products, especially animal organ glandulars as a stem cell replacement. So you've got bad adrenals, the Drenamin is a really great way to go because it also, and I, I, I say do both of them, which is do the plant-based one, which is the Adrenavin, and the Drenamin, which is a plant and animal base so that you're covering all your bases and it helps to recover those organs. Now, when we get into the heart, what does the heart need? Number one, the heart needs to be cleaned out. The heart needs to, the heart also needs water, so keeping well hydrated. But the heart, as I said, the heart gets infected. The heart gets infected. The muscles of the heart can get infected, okay? Now, when we talk about, well, what do we, I just want the symptoms to go away. There's a product called Circuzyme. Premier Research Labs makes a Circuzyme, and that improves what's called microcirculation. It is amazing, and if you've got cold hands and feet, I want to make this go away. Anywhere between 4 or 12 per meal of the uh, Circuzyme, it delivers immediate circulatory symptom relief. It will warm your hands and feet up but it does not address the underlying cause, okay? So don't just stick with just taking the symptom away. You wanna understand it. So the Circuzyme is something that you would take between four and 12 per meal. So it actually can be a lot. It can be like, what, like 36 a day, up to 36 of that a day. Um, usually about 12 a day is, is kind of the, the, the number one cover. Then the Cardio ND, this is a one of the very first cardiotonics. Um, it is a natural blood thinner, but it's also an anti-infective because it has lots of garlic in it. And garlic, again, you know, in all the vampire movies, it's true. The vampires do not like garlic. The garlic, so all the things that are living in your blood, these nanobacterias and other, you know, there's viruses in the blood. There's all kinds of other things. Garlic really does kill it, plus it thins the blood safely. Not like aspirin where you can be dangerous, Okay. Cardioven is another thing. It's a, a another good cardioprotective tonic. Ven means it's food, so it's heart, it's, uh, food for the heart. Very, very good. Now we get into some other really very, very specific type. Oh, and I, like I said, in for infection, there's the cardio ND that has lots of garlic, and then there's also the alicidin, which is also real high concentration of bare garlic and concentrated allicin. I like to take both of them if we're trying to increase circulation because you're trying to work on the blood, okay? There are um, also, when we look at things that drive the blood, which is things that drive the circulatory system, we get into what's called the mitochondria of the cell. The mitochondria of the cell are the little energy factories. And there's mitochondria in, in red blood cells too, okay? So the mitochondria action, which is how do I make more Mito, how do I make your mitochondria more efficient? That's CoQ10. CoQ10 is always great for heart. If you're on a statin, you absolutely have to be on CoQ10 because statin drugs make sure that you will not produce CoQ10. It cripples your CoQ10 system and that is very dangerous. So CoQ10 is very good. There's another product that goes with CoQ10. It's what's called PQQ. It's a really difficult one. It's what's called um, pyrrolo quinoline quinone, PQQ, okay? 
So it's got the quinone, it's got the quinone, or like similar to the hydroxychloroquine in it, which is it produces this quinone, okay? The, the, that whole type of, of um, oh, um, what is it? it's, it's a chemical, basically, what do I want to say? It's, it's, it's a molecular structure. So what PQQ does is actually, so CoQ10 helps your cells to make more efficient um, mitochondria, okay? But what if you need more mitochondria, more engines, okay? Could you add another engine into your car, right? So essentially, uh, CoQ10 is more cylinders in your engine, okay? PQQ adds more engines for your car. So you'll actually build more mitochondria. I like to do both of these together, of, of CoQ10 and the PQQ. Helps to make it very, very efficient and really will build better blood. Now, sometimes we actually have to build our blood. Now, one of the things that actually builds, now when you understand your cardiovascular system, there is the heart, there's the blood itself, then there's the veins and arteries. And when you see these bodybuilders with these great big, huge veins and arteries, what makes, what triggers the arteries to get bigger and what triggers your, because the bigger veins and arteries for these bigger muscles, as a muscle gets bigger, it's like a little boy or a little girl that gets bitter and goes, feed me. As they get bigger, they need more food, need bigger mouths, they need bigger tubes. If you're feeding the, the animal with a tube, if the tube is too small, you need to get more in there so making bigger tubes. So the thing that makes bigger tubes is nitric oxide. Now, nitric oxide is nitrogen combined with the oxide or oxygen that makes you actually have better oxygenation. But the neat thing is, is that now exercise triggers the production of nitric oxide. So again, your body says, oh, we need to produce more nitric oxide, which will then in turn make the pipes bigger and make the muscles stronger, thereby pumping the blood better. Now you can actually take nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is in the fermented beets. Now, again, God made this stuff really stupid simple, which is how do I know what's good for my blood? How do I know what's good for my veins and arteries? Things that are the color of blood out there are absolutely for your veins and arteries. And in particular, because your red blood cells carry oxygen with iron, hemoglobin. Hema is iron um, or ferric, uh, um, uh, but H-E. So anyways, the red blood cells need iron. And so that's what you're getting from the beets is natural iron. But the fermented beets with basically very little sugar, that's a problem with beets sometimes is they have, you know, drink your beet juice. It's got a lot of sugar in it. The fermented beets actually concentrates it with by reducing the sugar and then it gets you to produce more nitric oxide. So more nitric oxide means your blood flow gets better. Blood flow gets better means your cold hands and feet get warmer. Another thing, which is called the erythropril, that also will is like a natural blood builder, will build iron, okay? Um, muscles that are too tight. So sometimes you'll have people, like my wife, who is a gymnast, she'll have times when her hands or feet are cold when she's basically doing a lot of conditioning. And, you know, again, because she's on the, doing the bars and other stuff, like she's superhuman stuff. But her muscles and her arms can get super, super tight like rocks. And what happens, you ever like basically rode a lot during the day or drove a lot during the day, your hands can get numb. They can get numb and cold because these muscles are so tight that it's pinching on the blood flow that the blood can't get there and can't get back. 
So one of the, what's the number one thing that releases tight muscles? Magnesium. That's taking magnesium as an internal thing. Also, Epsom salt soaks. Taking hot baths is another thing that people can do to warm their body up and warm their uh, blood pressure and, and increase the blood flow to their hands and feet. But if you put some Epsom salt in it, four pounds of Epsom salt in a bath and you soak there anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour, the Epsom salt or the magnesium sulfate goes into your body directly into your muscles and relaxes the muscles. It's a muscle relaxant. Then oftentimes when the muscles are too tight, when they relax, then you'll find now the blood can flow back and it will warm the hands and feet up. Another thing you can do is mechanically is you can massage. You can have someone massage you, you can massage yourself. And I'm not talking about heavy duty massage, but even just like rubbing your arms, getting a brush, skin brushing is a great way to increase circulation. You kind of massage towards the heart but you can also put like, put your lotion on, put some like olive oil, put some of the stuff and just rub your arms, basically rubbing the, the skin and rubbing up towards your heart. That will increase the circulation. Another thing you can do is, is the lemonine, which is this orange oil that we use to kind of digest fats. If we got really sore muscles, or let's say we got bad achy joints, we can massage a little bit of olive oil with some lemonine in it and the lemonine acts as a pain reliever and it actually stimulates blood flow so a little couple drops of lemonine that's rubbed into your arms or your legs and you know your feet and you rub up towards your heart that will help to do that now sometimes too another massage technique or or bodywork technique is cupping sometimes it's our muscles are so tight in our forearms or in uh you know, uh, the forearms, like the front part where on your hand side or even up in your arms and shoulders, that cupping pulls the bad blood out. So cupping is when you saw like, for instance, uh, who was that swimmer, Michael Phelps, and he had those like round sucker things, like he, you know, got attacked by like a giant squid. <laughs> because cupping, what it does is it pulls the fluid out, it pulls this bad fluid, this old blood up to the surface so that it can be dissipated. That, and then what it will do is, is because sometimes the old stagnant blood and stagnant tissue fluid is what's also blocking the new fluid or it's too tight on the veins and arteries, reducing the body's ability to get the blood flow there and back, okay? So cupping is another thing. Now, again, like I also said, another therapy that you can do that most people won't think about is mud packs because mud packs can restore the normal nerve and energy flow to that area. So even just doing the mud packs on the hands and feet, if you want instructions on that, you can contact me, I can send them to you or come into the office, I can do them on you. Um, they're pretty easy to do, they're, you know, not super messy, but even just the downloads can totally change that system of where these cold hands and feet are now suddenly able to get this normal er nerve and energy flow and boom, they're able to warm up. And in fact, repolarize because they're depolarized and they're basically cut off from the system. Basically, the cell phone call has dropped and your hands and feet cannot connect to the main central nervous system and they're shut out. And so they're saying, hey, give us more blood. And they're going, la, 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 I can't hear you. That's an energetic thing, okay? It's a neurologic thing. Neurologic is energetic. So sometimes we have energy blockages and the energy blockages, when you release those blockages, then the energy flows. Uh, the, you know, they talk, the Chinese talk about like chi or prana or something like that. This is not woo-woo stuff. This is electromagnetic energy. They just had different names for it. 
and uh, it's real and it's changeable and fixable and manipulatable and it can make all the difference in the world. You put all these things together and people really get better with these cold hands and feet because there's a reason why. Um, there's definitely some fixes, but the big fixes is really understanding why. Why did this happen? Some people are born like this and, and you know, again, that's just the way of their life? No. Some people can be born with some of these issues. You know, not a great cardiovascular system that really needs a lot of help. Um, not great breathing that needs help. So no matter where you started from and no matter what happened to you, this can get fixed. So Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Until next time, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. I invite you to press the like button because you liked what I had to say about your health. And also, press the subscribe button to be able to easily find me and also be part of this. I look forward to helping you reclaim your health naturally.